Hey team, I want you to meet Megan Mishak, founder of the Path to Presidents Club. But first, here's what Leslie Vinette said about Megan. Do you know Megan Misiak? She's incredible. I would highly recommend her absolute like badass women in sales or like founders in that ecosystem. That's who I would recommend. Megan. What are three ways your team converts your market into revenue? I love this question and it definitely uh, blew my mind in the beginning because I had never been asked this. So I think you could approach this question in, in a few different ways. Um, I think of it as quick wins, dream clients, and exploratory projects. So this applies to no matter if you're starting as a sales rep in a new uh, territory, or if you're, um, of course, even like a, um, a CSM, a customer service manager who is looking at, at their client list, or if you're a product person, right, figuring out product market fit. Um, when I think about this, the first is quick wins. No matter for me, I'm, I started my company a year and a half ago. I was like, okay, who are the clients that are that are coming to me? The inbound leads. Those are typically early adopters, and there is going to be a very different sales and marketing strategy for them. And I feel like a lot of people get really stuck in with only those inbound leads. But I, I really urge people not only to focus on those quick wins. Um, those can be great for business, great for, you know, just getting your foot in the door. But we need to keep an eye on that long-term goal of bringing in those dream clients, whether it's larger deals, um, the corporate clients, the ones that are going to make up like the, you know, one client makes up the majority of your uh, your revenue or the majority of your quota, um, really helpful. And we need to make sure that we're also balancing that with exploratory projects, right? Where maybe it's not the quick wins, um, but it's whether it's new products, new industries or types of clients, we should always be bringing a level of innovation to make sure that we're continuously growing our product offering, as well as continuously taking on clients that really, um, that could open up new streams of revenue and new types of audience. What are three hard problems that you recently overcame? It was hard to limit it to only three. <laughs> I just started my own company. So um, I have such a new appreciation for anyone who is a founder. So starting my own company was really like that. The biggest part was leaving with the stability and the structure of a full-time role. And one of the hardest things about it was just forming the process. That's kind of the number two hard problem I'm dealing with. Um, so I tell people starting a company is like staring all of your weaknesses in the face or in the mirror on a daily basis. Um, your weaknesses definitely catch up with you. I would, I had this like really crazy vision of all the things I was going to do. And it's like the only limitation is myself and that's hard to deal with. Um, so the third problem or challenge I'm struggling with is even like once I formed the process for year one, it's leveling up. And I feel like this is something a lot of people do not focus on. We are so comfortable with the status quo, with the, okay, like I finally feel stable. And in order to level up, a lot of times you have to completely change your process. You have to get uncomfortable again. And so for me, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable is one of my core values but it doesn't make it any easier to, to break those habits and to get to the next level. What's a roadblock that you're working on right now? Whew, so I'm recovering from burnout still after a year and a half. 
And it's taught me so much about, um, everything about life. Um, but I honestly have, have realized that, um, one of the, the, the main roadblock that, um, that I'm dealing with because of that is just learning to not do it all. Um, this is such a hard thing for top performers and for, um, overachievers like myself, um, being able to say no is really hard, but it, it does help me make sure I'm focused on the right things. And even, you know, whether it's saying no to clients that don't align with, with the, the things that I'm doing or saying no to projects or partnerships that, um, would take away from my focus on the right things. It's really important. But again, it is such a hard thing because of my people pleasing tendencies. Um, and the third roadblock, so recovering from burnout, um, being included in that the third roadblock is just being flexible enough to pivot, um, to not only say no initially, but to say no when maybe, you know, taking on a client that doesn't align, you're like, oof, I need to be flexible enough and like live in my values enough to realize when something isn't aligned and saying no can be a little bit easier in the beginning, saying no in, in the middle of a project is really hard. So um, learning when to pivot and learning when like, okay, I tried something, but this is not what I want to do. Um, that's been a, a, a roadblock, but a fun challenge as well. What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? I feel like all of mine are pretty aligned right now. Um, and they're very radically different after um, recovering from burnout. So the first one is essentialism. It's a book. Check it out. It's life-changing. Um, but it really goes to understanding your priority. What is the one thing, like the one goal that I'm working towards, my North Star, my big P purpose, and making sure that everything I'm working on is work is working towards that. Um, so the other two, the, the, the second one is the why, um, some of my coaching clients hate me when I do this, but I do this exercise that, which is called, so what, and it's basically just challenging them. They're like, yeah, I'm working on this. I'm like, okay, like, tell me the, so what, like, why is that important? Why does that matter? And you can do this for whether it's your, you know, talking to clients about what they want to achieve. And you're like, okay, like, well, tell me why. Um, it's really frustrating, but it's critically important. So really getting to the why behind things, whether for me, it's like, you know, why am I doing this training? What do I want people to get out of it? Um, if you're launching a product, like it shouldn't only be cool and awesome and exciting, but like, why is it important? And when I'm stuck on those three, on those two things, um, the, the third mental model is meditation. I meditate on it constantly. Whenever I'm stuck, I I've learned now to not just push through with more work, but to truly just take a pause, meditate. And by finding, taking that break, it's incredible. Like what, how, what clarity opens up for me. What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? So these are not tactical. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but the first one is, I think that more companies need to think about their big P purpose not only for the team. I, I feel like so many companies are like, these are our top 20 priorities. And um, if we can really rally around one big goal, like whether it's the, like the, for example, top clients, our focus this year is bringing on these top clients. And this is why, 
or this is the revenue goal that we're, we're working towards. And the why is because we're working towards IPO, right? We should have a big P purpose that everyone in the company knows can articulate. And like you stop someone in the hallway or like on a zoom call and you're like, Hey, what's our big P purpose? And they're like, yep, here it is. Um, we need to do the same thing for our employees as well, because their purpose is a lot of times not necessarily our own. Um, I also believe in a radical transparency when we think about moving towards that big P purpose, really understanding and being comfortable talking about what's working and what's not working. Because a lot of times our teams are just defending themselves, right? Where I feel like a lot of times in marketing, it's like, well, you know, this isn't working because, and it's like, because we haven't tried hard enough or it is working. It's just, you know, we need to give it more time or there's so many excuses in go-to-market teams today. And I feel like we just need to like make it okay to admit failure, make it okay to talk through um, the challenges transparently. And finally, I've talked about this again, but like saying no to things, uh, we need to be able to, for leaders and ourselves as team members to say no so that we can actually do meaningful work and to dive into really important projects. What are three questions you love to ask and why? Ooh, I love this one. So, I've mentioned one of my favorites is, so what? <laughs> it is the most annoying question because a lot of people are not prepared for it. They don't know why they're doing things or why it's important. They don't know, even like when a client gives them a question or you know gives them a goal, um, asking like, so what? And I don't mean just asking, so what? You can, this question can come in a few ways. Like, Hey, tell me why that's important to you. Tell me why that matters. Tell me what you're hoping to get out of that. But it is one of the most critical questions in sales and in business. So many times we're just throwing things out and like, we don't know why we're doing it. So it really goes to like, I mean, the core question is why? Um, other than that, I really like, how is your day going? How is your week going? How was your weekend? I feel like, especially with Zoom, we've lost a little bit of the uh, the like water cooler talk. Um, and this question is a really great rapport builder for the beginning of calls. I feel like so many times we just jump in or we say like, how's the weather? Or with like personalization and, and relevance, we're like, um, hello, I see that you're in this location. Like, tell me, you know, I've never been there. And you're like, awesome, cool just keeping it simple can be a really great way of building a relationship. Um, and then the third question is what motivates you? I feel like so many times companies are trying to motivate us with like the numbers and goals. And it's like, it's so, it's, it's so um, simple to simply ask people what motivates you? Why do you do what you're doing and most of the time, salespeople have never, that I work with, have never been asked this question. So I think it's a question that I would love to see more leaders and more people asking themselves too. So three questions, three of my favorites. Hope that helps. Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why? Okay. So Brandon Fluerty is one of my favorites. Um, he is actually a million dollar seller, which is like a huge goal for a lot of people. Um, just released an incredible ebook that talks about a lot of the things I mentioned in terms of not doing more, but doing better um, and really aligning habits 
with your big P purpose and forming, bringing in a lot of strategies that will help you get there. Um, Jason Bay is someone I work with very closely. He is the, the king of outbound. He's a great prospecting trainer and he has a, a program called outbound squad and the results speak for themselves. People, you know, people there, he has a lot of incredible followers um, and is a great trainer. And Jordana Zeldin, I love her so much. She runs um, a few projects. One is my favorite is called the practice lab, where it actually gives people an opportunity to practice their sales pitches and to um, learn through doing, not just by training. So um, three of my favorites. That was really fun, Megan. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Have a good day. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think you need to put Megan Mishak on your go-to-market radar. Megan told me she just wants to make people feel like they're not crazy. If you think you might want to work with Megan, you should go reach out to her. Just go to pathtopresidentsclub.com. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at markettorevenue.com. Talk to you in a moment.